You are listening to The Exchange. I'm your host, Dr. Lorraine. Today, I have my friend, Cara De La O, that is going to be speaking to us about the effective tools for prayer. And Cara and I have known each other for a very long time. Actually, we were little girls going to the same church in Tucson, pastored by our late pastor, Brother Charles Croy. So she is going to be sharing some tips to how to make our prayer life more effective. And she is a the creator of Women of Prayer on Facebook, a group that she created. Because that came out of her burden for ladies and help them to pray more effectively. So I'm going to have her start off and just introduce herself and we'll get to know her and then we'll get into some of those tools that she'd like to share with us. So hello, Kara. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. Hi, Lori. Thanks for inviting me and having me on here. I, I'm a little bit nervous because I've not done anything like this before, <laughs> but um, thank you for inviting me as, as Charity shared. I'm sorry. I know Dr. Lorraine as Lori because we grew up together. So yes, we did. <laughs> um, she's moved on to bigger and better things and got all educated and she's Dr. <laughs> uh, Reverend, Reverend Dr. Lorraine. Now I'm still just Kara, <laughs> but, um, it's as she already mentioned. Yeah. I was also born and raised in Tucson, um, in Tucson, Arizona, and we attended the same church, grew up together. Um, I went on after high school to Christian Life College in Stockton, California. I was there for about a year and a half. And then I moved back to Tucson. Um, I met my husband there. We got married in 2002. And we just celebrated our 20, 20th anniversary wow. uh, in December. And we have four children, ages 19, 17, 15, and 12. Um, just to give you a little bit of background on myself. Um, and I've always been passionate about prayer. Mm -hmm. But there are many things that I didn't learn until I was much older. And so something that God has put in me in the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years is to teach and to train others. I've learned a lot from listening to um, Brother Jason Sisko, Brother Joe mm -hmm. Campatella, and um, Brother Josh Herring on prayer and uh, spiritual warfare, fasting, those type of things. Um, I'm by no means an expert on prayer, but my desire and goal is to take whatever I've learned and pass it on to others. So um, that's, did you want me to go in and, and talk about the women of prayer? Yes. Yeah, so that was my next question. So I just wanted to say that you are, you are wife and mommy to four of your kids. So I just wanted to say to you, so you are right now currently in, in California. So you guys live there. What city in, you've told me before, what city in California do you guys live in? It's like Northern California. It's very Northern California. We live in a little tiny town called Weed. Weed. <laughs> it's, it's okay, Weed, California. And we were there serving in pastoral ministry for about five years. And during that time, I held ladies' prayer meetings in my home and taught Bible studies on prayer and on fasting. And at that time, I was using, uh, I had purchased a bunch of Sister Joy Haney's books, and I was using those kind of as a guide. And... um learning all that I could, learning more, and um, then teaching what I was learning. And in 2012, we moved from Blythe to Los Angeles as we felt led by the Lord. And in September 2013, 
um, about a year after we had moved there, the Lord put on my heart to start the Women of Prayer group on Facebook. And with the approval of um, my pastor's wife at that time, my husband and another spiritual mentor of mine, um, Women of Prayer began. And it began as a group for prayer warriors and intercessors. So it was very small. There was only about 20 of us in the group um, and women who were passionate about prayer. And then in 2016, um, so I had started that group 2013 and it was very small. Um, I would post things that I felt from the Lord or, you know, that he spoke to me in prayer, different things to encourage encourage uh, the others who were in the group. And but in 2016, my prayer life changed drastically. So the doors had opened for me to begin going to a church down the street to pray early in the mornings. And if you have ever uh, participated in early morning prayer for any amount of time, you know that it is life changing. Mm-hmm. So God began to speak so much to me and pour so much out. And I just began sharing things in the group and the group began to grow little by little. Um, but still, I think we were only about, um, maybe getting up close to like a hundred, hundred ladies or something like that. And then in April, um, of 2018, these, these are just some landmarks that I'm sharing with you as far mm-hmm. as things that have happened in the group. In April of 2018, the Lord spoke to me in one of those early morning prayer times, just by myself in that church that was down the street. And he told me, lift up your sword and lead my people into battle. And I felt the weight of those words and the responsibility, and I just was humbled and just began weeping in the presence of the Lord. But I didn't fully understand what it meant at that time. Um, but as time went on, he began to teach and to show me more what that meant. And now I see the fulfillment of those words as I teach and train others how to fight effectively in the spirit through prayer mm-hmm. and spiritual warfare. So, um this is definitely God. It has taken me so far out of my comfort zone <laughs> and stretched me. Um, and when the group really um, began to soar as far as, um, you know, growth and membership is uh, in 2021, um, it was about March of 2021. I think at that time, again, we were just barely over 100 members. Mm-hmm. But what happened in that month is uh, we had moved up here to Northern California from L.A. And so the Lord impressed on me to start having live uh, prayer meetings, online mm-hmm. prayer meetings in the group. And uh, believe me, that was so far out of my comfort zone. But <laughs> um, I, you know, began doing that and ladies were inviting other ladies and joining in for these online prayer meetings. And so then it just continued to grow and grow from there. I love that. And I feel like it really is one of those things that when you feel a burden for something, um, but it's so far out of your comfort zone. And, and for me, this starting this podcast of mine has just been like so far out of my comfort zone, but I feel like it is the thing that you know is God, because if you, if you're that much Afraid, or if it if it causes you to be questioned and be like, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this, you know that it's probably God because you know He gets the glory and He allows us to do things that we never thought that we could do and blesses it. So I think that's just incredible the way that that has worked out and I have seen it grow since I have been a part of it. 
And uh, I know that it has blessed me. And, and I know that you do a lot of those live prayer meetings at six in the morning. And, um, but also you have some ladies that share devotionals on there as well. And you share some things and I've gotten to share twice and some other ladies that have a, a word from the Lord and speak life and encouragement. And so that's a really wonderful thing that you have going too, is these ladies that can also kind of speak what the Lord is talking to them about. Absolutely. Yes. There's so much encouragement. Um, as you've, as you've said, there's so much encouragement on the women at prayer page. <clears throat> we share different preachings and it's all centered on prayer and just growing in the Lord and our relationship with God. And so, um, I've been blessed by, by what others have shared and, um, I've been able to share and be a blessing to others. So it's really just, um, a beautiful, powerful group. Mm-hmm. And there have been some people that have had some prayer requests, some really urgent prayer requests, and they have felt uplifted because they know that there are ladies that are taking their needs to the Lord um, when they have something that they just feel like, you know what, I need I need help with this. So calling all the prayer warriors and intercessor yes. prayers. So that's huge. All right. Well, I wanted to ask you um what are some of the tools that you've learned? And you said that you learned a lot by studying things from preachings from Josh Herring and talked about Joy Haney and um, Jason Cisco. And so there's a lot of kinds of things that you've used or learned, uh, you know, studying their stuff tools. So what are some of the things that you have taken away or, or kind of share as the effective prayer tools or effective tool prayers or prayers of tool. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not wording that right. Effective tools for prayer. See, I had it written down. Effective tools for prayer. <laughs> so I'm going to share um, some things that as I was preparing um, for this uh, to share on your podcast, um, some things that the Lord was giving me and a lot of things I think I, I do share regularly and consistently as I talk mm-hmm. about prayer, but um but one of the things that kind of stood out to me and that I wanted to, before we go into that, before I go into listing some of those tools for effective prayer, is that I think we all can agree that we live in a very fast-paced society. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have any time to spare. And so for me, and something that I have talked about before, is that we want to maximize our prayer time. Uh, we don't want to have, you know, just you can pray and I have used this example before. So I've learned that in exercise, those short, high intensity workouts are actually more productive and more effective than like a long, you know, just for example, going on a walk for an hour Mm -hmm. or so. If you do a short, you know, 20 to 30 minute high intensity workout, you're actually burning more calories. You're doing your body more good. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's the same in our prayer life is that we can have these long drawn out times of prayer where we're, you know, just, Oh Jesus. And we're trying not to fall asleep <laughs> and things mm-hmm. like that. Of course, God meets us there. Um, but we can have powerful, effective prayer times. And for me, I don't know about you, but I don't want to waste time doing anything. So <laughs> especially in my prayer life, I want to make sure that I'm maximizing my time and that I'm praying powerful, effective prayers. Mm-hmm. So um, with that said, some simple, very practical things that I've learned that I feel can help are, um, number one, be consistent. Set mm-hmm. a time and a place. If you uh, fail to plan 
plan to fail. I say that often, but it's so true. Just like anything else that we schedule, we make time for, we plan for, you've got to plan and set aside that time for prayer and set a a place. Um, I I feel like it's good to have a place. Although Mm -hmm. I know as maybe if you have young children, I remember those days, you know, now I've got teenagers, but when my children were younger, I know it was very hard and you just make whatever time that you have. So sometimes Mm -hmm. you're praying as you're at the kitchen sink. Sometimes you're praying as you're folding laundry. You know, um, if you have a drive to work, if you commute and, and you have, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes in the car, I encourage you to turn off the music and make that be your prayer time. Spend time Mm -hmm. with God, but be consistent. Consistency is key. Um, and also just a little side note is get a prayer partner, get yeah. someone that mm-hmm. can help you. And I've been through those times as well where I was struggling and it's like, you know, I would set my alarm and I would sleep through my alarm. Um, you know, I would all these different things. So get a prayer partner, get somebody that can help you along and that you can help. And you kind of join together and say, hey, this is what we want to do. And that's another benefit of the women of prayer is that it's a group of women mm-hmm. that. You know, we're not doing this alone, but right. um, and it, it's not in a bad way that it's holding us accountable. Like, I didn't see you in prayer. You weren't there. <laughs> but, um, right. but, you know, we're looking out for one another. We say, you know what? Hey, I haven't, I haven't, you haven't, I haven't seen you join in lately. Is everything okay? Is there something I can pray with you about? Um, you know, things like that. But that really helps to have a partner. It's um, like also, check-in. It's like a check-in. Basically, yeah, like, like I'm not necessarily like accountability. Yes. But what you're saying is like check in. Like, I just want to make sure that you're still kind of and if you're struggling, like you said, like, how can I help? You know, or what can I do? Yeah. And can we set a prayer time together? You know, mm-hmm. if that's something where either you can meet in person or online, take advantage of whatever resources you have available to you. If you have a prayer group that already meets at your church. Of course, I'm always encouraging the ladies, you know, join in with your local church. Be mm-hmm. there for the first times at your church. Get involved. Um, but also, again, another resource that you have available is if you're a woman, the woman of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a resource that can help. But just a close friend, someone, um, you know, a family member, a spouse, whoever that you have available, use that. Um, number two, I would say, is always begin with Thanksgiving. Mm, that's a good one. So it's very simple, but we have a tendency to come to the Lord in a time of need, right? Mm, and he's right. okay with that. But we come and we're like, oh, Lord, you know, crying out to him, Lord, I need you to do this and I need you to do that. And we forget to be thankful. And so it's important, as the word says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We want to enter with mm-hmm. thanksgiving praise that opens the door uh, for whatever petitions or needs that we have it it god is ready to listen he's ready to answer when we come with thanksgiving um so that's just a, a very simple one there number three all right now this one's kind of a kind of a, a funny one or uh but cut the fluff like <laughs> just be real mm-hmm. another thing is that i think we get so used to wearing a mask with people around everyone else that we forget to take it off when we come to meet with the Lord. Mm, That's good. We still have our mask on where, you know, people ask, how are you doing? You know, how are you? It's just a nice, polite question, right? They're not really wanting to know (laughs) what's really going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
because, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, do you really want to know? No. So we just give a simple <laughs> answer. We just say, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. How are you? You know, right. and then we go about our, our way, you know, we go on with the rest of our day. Uh, but it's not like that with God. He really wants to know, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. What's going on? You know, um, and I know part of your podcast is, is talking about mental health and talking about, um, you know, healing and all these different things, real issues that we struggle with that need to be addressed. Well, the best place to take care of those is in the presence of God in time of prayer with him. So take off that mask. Don't don't try to, uh, you know, put on a facade with God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We need to just be real. And God has time. See, others that ask you, how are you doing? The person at the grocery store, you know, someone at church. They, they don't have an hour. <laughs> they don't have an hour, right? <laughs> they, they don't have all that time, but God does. He has the time, and he can handle the truth. Mm-hmm. Some people, have you ever had someone when they really do answer you, ask them, you know, how are you doing? And they tell you. They tell you everything that's been going on for the last year (laughs) and all the details and their dog that died and this and that. And, and you're like, Whoa, you know, I wasn't really expecting that. You can get uncomfortable real fast. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'll pray for you, but God, God can handle the truth. Mm -hmm. So whatever we have to say, air it out, you know, give it to him, Uh, give it to him straight, be real, be open, be honest. I think that is key because many times, we hold back and we don't, you know, I don't know what we think we're hiding because he already knows. <laughs> he it knows. All. He knows. <laughs> so you might as well just be real, be honest. So that's a big one right there. Um, number four is uh, repentance. Mm. So this is huge. Um, just being humble before him and repenting. This is another thing that will open the door, just like we talked about Thanksgiving entering with thanksgiving that will open the door well this is another thing repentance will take us deeper you know into the holy of holies this will give Mm -hmm. us greater access when we truly come uh with a humble spirit with you know just being open raw before him and repenting and um we could spend a lot of time on that and it's not about you know uh reliving those things we have to allow god to forgive us and to move on Mm -hmm. we have to learn to forgive ourselves but but we really do need to repent because there's so many things of um that will keep us from him if we if we don't get it out of the way and get it out of our hearts um number five is pray the word um oh and i wrote down some scripture references but i uh I didn't look them up. So the word of God, <laughs> I've got Isaiah 55, 11, Hebrews 4, 12, and Ephesians 6, 17. So uh, I know one of those is uh, the word of God is living and powerful, mm-hmm. sharper than mm-hmm. any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Um, and the word of God is powerful. So this is one thing I remember, you know, hearing from Joy Haney early on. Mm-hmm. is pray the word. And I remember making, you know, writing out scriptures and putting note cards. And I always encourage people to do that. Just speak the word and pray mm-hmm. the word because um, it is, that is one of the most effective and powerful 
tools, if we're talking about tools for effective prayer, one of the most effective and powerful tools that we have is to pray the word of Mm -hmm. God because we know that we're praying in agreement with his will. Mm -hmm. And we know that he hears us and we know that we already have, as the word says, uh, we already have what we've asked of him when we are praying in accordance with his will. So pray the word, speak the word. That is a powerful, powerful tool that we have. Number six, and I've only got seven points here. Uh, number, six, number six is pray in the spirit. Mm. Um, Romans eight twenty six talks about the spirit making intercession for mm-hmm. us when we don't know what to pray. And this is so powerful. And this is something that I've, I've learned just, again, a lot of these things that I've heard from Brother Cisco or Brother Herring or these others are things that confirm things that the Lord was teaching me just in my prayer time. Mm-hmm. And um, this was one of the things I remember years ago, I was, I was going through a situation and it was with a close friend of mine and, you know, in prayer, I just found myself at a loss for words. And I was like, Lord, I don't even know what to pray. Like I'm, I'm at a loss. I don't know what I should be praying. I, like, you know, I don't want my emotions and my thoughts to get in the way. What if I'm not even praying the right thing? And so I, I just began to pray, Lord, give me your words mm-hmm. and, and show me, tell me what you want me to pray. And that's something that we have to understand is that if we make ourselves available as just conduit, as just vessels for the spirit to flow through, then we know if we tap into the spirit and allow God's spirit to flow through us, through that heavenly language, through speaking in other tongues, that he is making intercession through us, through the power of his spirit. So Mm -hmm. that's another very, very powerful one right there is just praying in the spirit. And also Paul talks about that it edifies us. Mm. Yes. So it actually uh, renews our strength and it's like a breath of fresh air. It's breathing new life into us when we allow the Holy Spirit to Mm -hmm. flow through Mm -hmm. it. So don't neglect that. Make sure to have that time of just letting the spirit flow through you and speaking in other tongues. When we don't know what to pray, he will, he will pray through us. And uh, last point, number seven, um, fasting. Mm-hmm. And that just goes hand in hand with prayer. Um, it's a great way to get a jump start. If you find yourself struggling uh, in your prayer life, struggling uh, in other areas, fasting is a great way. And Brother Herring talks about that in his book, Fast Forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't even read the whole book yet, but, um, but I purchased it a while back and there's just, <laughs> uh, it's hard to be able to sit down and read, even though it's so good. Um, but part of what he talks about in there, and I've heard him, you know, in his preachings is, um, you know, if you find yourself kind of stuck in a rut, fasting mm-hmm. is a good way to, to break, break free mm-hmm. and to get a jump start. So that in, in combination with prayer, it has to go together with prayer. We can't fast without prayer. Um, it does no good. So um, that gets our flesh out of the way and uh and helps us so hopefully those are are some helpful uh tools <laughs> yes they definitely are and i was just thinking i've heard so many times and and some of these things you know we've heard before but i think that we just need to hear them again and i when you were talking about praying the word and actually writing stuff down and thinking you know what i need to i need to do that i need to get some index cards out and get some scriptures and and pray the word and actually just 
say them. And yes, these are the promises that you have given me, God. And this is what you said, you know, that it is, it is according to your word. If it's in his word, then it's according to his will. And so that is a, those are some really great tips to, to kind of think about. But I also, I wanted to go back. You said, you know, cutting the fluff. And, um, I think that that's really important that we tell God, what our real needs are and, you know, speaking about mental health and talking about God, I'm, I'm feeling depressed right now and God, I'm feeling, you know, hopeless or just being very honest with God about the struggles that we are having and the feelings. And, um, I think often that we just, uh, you know, we reverence God. And I heard one of my professors at UGST that, uh, that we sometimes we come to God, but we, don't actually talk to him the way that we would in an actual, you know, relationship because we're so kind of afraid, but God has big shoulders, you know, he can take our disappointments. And when we're real with him, that just means that we're close to him. If, you know, if you have a spouse or you have a best friend, you can tell them things that maybe you wouldn't be able to say to somebody who is a stranger, but when you can be honest with that person and, you know, that's when you know that you have a strong relationship with them is because you have that closeness and you can say whatever you want to say and it's not going to be counted against you. You know, and I think like in my own life, if I've had disappointments and, and somebody said, you know, you can tell God that you're disappointed or tell God that you're just struggling because he needs to hear that and, and he can he can take it. He can take it. He can. Right. He has big shoulders. God has big shoulders. So, yeah. yes. and. Along those lines, something that I just want to add and insert here is um, a great uh, preaching and study that I heard on that not too long ago, maybe a few months. I always get mixed up in my time frames, but I believe it's Court uh, Chavis, and Mm -hmm. it's, I think, a series. Uh, You can find it on YouTube, but it's Finding Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And, and he talks about that as far as just being real with God, but in a way that I have never heard it before. He just really has a way of saying it bluntly. Is it, it's Court Chavis, right? Yeah, and it is Court Chavis. He okay. actually preached that at, uh, Changing the Atmosphere in Phoenix at Brother Bibbs Church, Finding okay. Gethsemane. So yes, I know exactly which one you're talking powerful. about. It was. Yes, powerful message and that I think a lot of people need to hear, um, as far as just that openness with God that, you know, he can handle it. And, um, yeah, that's a, a great message on that. Yeah. One more point that I want to make until we get to one of our last question is that, uh, when you're talking about the effectiveness, effectiveness, but the effective time that you just have. And I think about some of the prayers that were prayed, Elijah, when he called fire down from heaven, I, I can't remember how many words it was, but it was just a short prayer and you know, so many times we see these prayers that are not super long and drawn out, but they're just these short prayers. And we see, you know, fire fell from heaven. And it's true. We don't have to have these long <laughs> where we don't even know what to say because we're just saying, hallelujah. Oh, God, thank you. You know, <laughs> and because and we just don't know because we've just run out of words to say because we're just trying to fill in the time or just trying to get past. I'm going to pray for an hour. So most of my right. my things are like. You know, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but it's just kind of being, like you said, like I don't have very much time and I just want to, I just want to just be real with God and just want to say what I need to say and, you know, not make this like a chore. Like it's, it's because I, I choose to, 
talk to God and have a relationship with him and I'm consistent and, you know, every day at this certain time, you know, me and God are going to meet. So. Right. And I think we do tend to get, uh, sometimes, you know, we all go through those dry seasons. We go through seasons when we're crying before the Lord and we feel like we're not getting any answers. You know, mm-hmm. God, are you hearing me? Um, you know, what's going on? And actually I think that was when, if I can just go back briefly, I don't know where, Oh, here it is. Okay. So there are some conditions and there's things that we need to check and make sure that our prayers are not being hindered mm-hmm. and that our prayers are getting through. And, you know, that's not always the case. Sometimes God is just taking us through a season of wanting us to trust him more, wanting to get those things in us that, you know, even if you don't hear me, I'm still there. Even mm-hmm. if you don't feel me, I'm still there. And that we're still going to make that time to meet with him. But um, Psalm 66, 18 says, if we regard iniquity in our heart, in other words, if we don't repent, because I already mentioned that in one of our points, repentance, we need to ask God because sometimes we just go through it real quick, you know, um, and we generalize it and we say, oh, Lord, forgive me for anything that I've said I've done, you know, um, and we move past it very quickly. But we need to ask God really to search our hearts and reveal to us anything that would be hindering us from connecting with him and anything that would hinder our prayers. Um it's all about it's all about the heart. Also, in Matthew chapter five, verses 23 and 24, it says, if you've offended your brother or sister, uh, you know, bring your gift to the altar and you remember that your brother, uh, you've offended your brother. Something comes to you. You leave your gift. You go and you make things right. And then you come back. So we need to make sure even and that's not even if we have. An offense. If we're offended, yes, that's something that we need to repent. We need to get right, get our hearts right. Mm-hmm. But also, if we've offended someone, and it can even be unintentionally, right. but we need, that's what we need to ask God to reveal. Lord, is there anyone that I've offended or that I've hurt that I spoke a word that, you know, I didn't realize that it offended them? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we only, we're not going to drag that out. You do your part. And if you sincerely go to them and you know, apologize and ask forgiveness and you repent before God and they still choose not to forgive you or they're going to harbor bitterness. And that's between them and God. Then we have yeah. to just move forward. But we do our part to make sure that we've done all that we can do to uh, be in harmony and unity with our our brethren. And James 4, 3 says, if we ask amiss, um, that he does not hear our prayers. So if our motives are wrong. Uh, sometimes we desire things that will bring us pleasure rather than what God's will is. And so we want to make sure that we're asking in agreement with his will mm-hmm. and his purpose and his plan. It's about that relationship. It's not about getting what we want. Matthew 6:33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. So we've got to seek his kingdom first and and all of those other things are going to are, are going to come together. Mm-hmm. Those are really wonderful tips for prayer. And so I'm thank you so much for sharing that. And I just have one last question for you. And as we are today is January the 5th and this won't air until next Monday, but going into the new 2023 year, what are things that we can do? What goals can we make to make this year, you know, have a closer walk with them and have a better prayer life? So um, I just want to leave you just a few more things. I've already given tips for uh, effective tools for prayer. 
But a saying, a quote that I like is, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always got. And very similarly to that is if you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. So I just want to challenge you with those words and say that if you're, if what you're doing, if what you have been doing in the past is not really working out for you, um, try something new. Mm-hmm. So along what you said, as far as sometimes, you know, we're trying to just fill our prayer time, right? We're trying to get through that hour or that 30 minutes or whatever we set aside to pray. Um, and really when we focus on the relationship, and we just go after him and we spend time. It's an exciting time. I look forward to my prayer time. It's not something that it's like, oh, I dread my <laughs> prayer time. And if we do find ourselves in that place, then we need to look and examine and say, what what's wrong here? You know, what what's going on? Because our prayer time should be exciting. It should be right. something that we look forward to. And sometimes we just have to evaluate, reevaluate, you know, and kind of examine and say, okay, you know, what's going on and try something new, try something new. It it doesn't always have to be the same. Sometimes we also, a tendency that we have is to go back to, okay, well, you know, when I did this, I felt his presence very strong. When Mm -hmm. I said this, I felt his presence very strong. And we try to go back to that place, but um, Mm -hmm. God's wanting to take us further. He's wanting to Mm -hmm. take us deeper. And so if what you've been doing is not working. Try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, try a different place. Try, uh, you know, maybe there's too many distractions. Maybe, uh, you know, it would help to have a different place. Like I shared with you in the beginning, just telling a little bit, a little about myself is that, uh, my prayer life drastically changed in 2016. And that was, uh, it was actually really neat how God opened the doors and everything. It wasn't one of our churches. It was a different denomination. They were just down the street. We lived in an apartment at the time. I had young children. I just didn't have a place that I could really, you know, I was praying, but I felt like my prayers just, I'm a very uh, expressive and I can person and I can get very loud. And, um, you know, I was like, this is just not working. When I pray mm-hmm. like warfare prayers, I get very loud. And so I had gone to the pastor. I asked him, hey, you know, I'm just looking for a place to pray because I, I had just had it. I'm like, I need a place <laughs> not working mm-hmm. in my apartment. <laughs> and so and it was a long way away. We only had one vehicle. I couldn't go to the church and pray because it was 25 or so minutes away from our house. And um, so I just went and I asked this pastor and um and within the day, he called me back. He said, I'm making a key for you. You can come and pray in the mornings. I mean, it was just like, wow. thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus. And uh, so sometimes we just need to try something new. We need to get a new area. We need to, uh, you know, do something, maybe a different time of day. You know, maybe if you're not a morning person and you're, and you're trying, which morning prayer is powerful, <laughs> but if, you're, if it's not happening and it's not happening and it's not happening, then pray at night. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a night prayer person, not a morning person, because I know that I will just continue to fail. But that's a whole nother thing. But two o'clock in the morning, that's my that's my prayer time. (laughs) Yeah. So and that's awesome. And there's there's power in midnight prayer as well. Mm -hmm. I thought on that as well. Um, So another quote, yesterday is history. You can probably Say it with me. Tomorrow's a mystery, but today is a gift. So use what you've been given. Don't put off 
until tomorrow what you can do today. Live in the present and do what you can with what you have right now. So, you know, life changes and there's always going to be different circumstances and different uh, surroundings and different situations. But do what you can with what you have right now. There are so many things constantly pulling at us, competing for our time, but we must make prayer a priority. That Mm. is the foundation of our relationship with God. And no matter where we're at in life, no matter what ministries we're involved in, no matter what positions we hold, prayer is essential Mm -hmm. in every season. Prayer is essential in every position. Prayer is essential in every ministry. Uh, Without prayer, we're not going to... uh, we're not going to fulfill the purpose that God has for us and really live up to the potential uh, that God designed for us too. So even more so in this day, in this hour, we cannot afford to compromise our relationship with God. He must be at the center of it all. We must hear his voice and to hear his voice, we've got to spend time with him in prayer. So I hope that encourages you and, and offers some help. Are there any more um questions or anything that you want me to clarify? You know, I think all of that stuff has just been really good. And I just can see and can hear how much passion you have about this subject. You know, I know it's something that you could probably go on and on about just because it's so much burning in you and in your heart and how much you want to share that. So I love that. You know, I can definitely feel that and see that. And I'm sure that our listeners can, can, um, can hear that as well. So I appreciate you coming on. And I know that all of those things, of several of those things have definitely helped me. And so if I know that they've helped me, I know that they are going to help um, the listeners on uh, the podcast. So I just wanted to thank you again. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Just last kind of ending thing. Um, I know that you've already said so many good things, but I just appreciate you coming on here. So I will uh, just end this podcast. So thank you all for listening. This is The Exchange, and we are signing off. Dr. Lorraine, God bless.